What's your price to only speak in rhymes for six months? Or never smoke or consume weed again? Or to live in a zoo exhibit naked for a year? Let's find out. Here to give each hypothetical the dialectical and get reflective on the subjective and find a way to rhyme every time. We're your hosts, Aaron Ruben Corny and Lindsay Hicks. Also joining us today is a very special guest, comedian Mike Glazer. Oh my God, my hero. Let's do this. I can't wait. Okay, it thrills me to say this. Today, we have Mike Glazer on the show, which is the coolest. Mike's an Emmy-nominated writer and comedian and the king of weed. If you know, you know. He's got a great podcast called Weed and Grub. Check that out for sure. And here's Mike Glazer. Hi, Mike. What's happening? It's awesome to hang out with you both again. I'm so excited to be here. Aw. It's good to see you again. Boy, is it good to have you in this podcast sphere. I don't know if people can hear it, but I see just a lovely mustache. And I want everyone to know that it's probably audible, right? People can hear the mustache. Yeah, I think if you see if you see it also, it's it's like it overwhelms you with a kind of like joy and admiration. Is it just me or do you also really want to comb it? Like I really want to comb it. <laughs> I I see why you would have that impulse. That's not my impulse. My impulse is more of like reverence and let it be what it will be, you know? Okay. Okay. So our love languages for your mustache mic vary. Mm-hmm. It means the world. Thank you, because it's such a fresh, new stash. The last time we met, we were sitting outside, and I had a big beard that smelled bad and was unkempt. <laughs> so, you know, I'm trying to level up my life. The mustache is a real fashion choice, and I got to say, I'm a huge fan. So, anyway, <laughs> Mike, thanks for joining us. Uh, you, you know what we do. You want to you wanna play in the sandbox with us? Before we begin, Aaron, are you taking beard questions at this time? Yeah. Because your beard has nice, tight lines. It is very well kept. It looks great. Are you using a razor? Are you using clippers? Like, what's your technique? Because it looks great. Oh, thank you. You know, I'm about to launch a second podcast called Mike and Aaron Talk Beards. So we'll do it then. Maybe save it for the air. Okay. But no, I I have have oils. I have different kinds of clippers. I have all sorts of techniques. I really appreciate the compliment. But you know what all comes down to in the end? A boar's hairbrush. Wow. That is the hottest tip I've ever heard. You just, you use it. It exfoliates the skin. It straightens the lines. It removes the dead skin. It works in the oil. Is there a vegan version of a boar's hairbrush? (laughs) There's something called it impossible brushes. That's very fun. Yeah, I would buy it. Great. Beyond brushes. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. I appreciate the question about the beard, <laughs> but I have a question for you. Yes. What's your price to only speak in rhymes for six months? This question was so exciting. So I actually did some research into it. So while I'm not an expert, I did a lot of Googling. So I hope you're ready to hear a little bit of an explanation. I can't wait. Okay. So because I was being asked how much it would cost to speak in rhymes for six months, I Googled what is the most words said in the least amount of time in rhyme. And the Guinness Book of World Records goes to Eminem for Rap God, where he said 
1,560 words in six minutes and four seconds. That's 4.28 words per second. And so he owns the Guinness World Record of rhyming, which is crazy. Wow. I can keep going because I did a lot of math, but I just wanted to like start at me comparing myself to Eminem so that I named my price. I think that's a great start. I have a lot of personal feelings about Eminem that I won't get into, but that is an impressive fact. Are you a fan of You're not a fan of him. You don't stand the man. I do not stand the man. Mm. I have respect. I have respect, but I do not stand. Okay. Well, then I might be off base with when I quote myself because I'm comparing myself to the man. And so I wonder how you're going to feel. No, no, no. All of my feelings are about him as a person, not as an artist. Okay. Wait, wait. I'm dying to hear more of this math, Mike. What did you work out? Yeah, I want to know. Okay. So Eminem makes right around like $88,000 a day based on celebritynetworth.net. And so for six months, I did 88,000 times 183 days because that's six months. And that comes out to like roughly $16 million. But Eminem only did one song for six minutes to get the Guinness Book of World Records. I'm doing six full months of just slaying rhymes, probably going to get a lot of viral TikToks out of it. People are going to be making money off me left and right, talking in rhymes all damn night. So my thinking is I want $20 million to speak in rhymes for six months. Wow. That is very decisive. 20 mil. I like it. Yeah. This is a man who knows his worth. A hundred percent. So it's going to be 20 mil and you can write that and create a $20 million bill for real. I'm pretty chill. And to me, shrimp, or maybe you call them krill. Mm. Honestly, that was worth more than 20 million. That right there alone. So yeah, I mean, it makes sense. This amount makes sense to me. It's so interesting you went that way. So I, prepping for today, I kind of went a very different direction. I was like thinking about medical disorders, mm. right? So like you hear about people who like can't stop hiccuping. And I was like, oh, is there a medical disorder for people who can't stop rhyming? And I was like, okay, I looked up the hiccuping one. I'm like, okay, no, that's like damage to the diaphragm muscle or like eardrum or something or like a tumor or something like, like things cause that, but it does make you rhyme. But then I learned about another condition, which is the pseudo, pseudo bulber effect, which is a condition where you can't stop laughing or crying. Well, so it like comes with brain damage and you can't regulate that emotion at all. You just continue. Ooh. And that wasn't it. But then I learned about bipolar disorder and schizophrenia having a really interesting association with something called clang associations. Have you guys heard about this? Clang. Clang. so clang associations are grouping of words usually that rhyme or words that sound the same and it doesn't have to be logically assembled but it's a part of psychosis with bipolar disorder schizophrenia in rare cases it sounds like rhyming poetry but makes no sense so i googled examples and i got an example of what it would sound like if you want to hear i do desperately okay yes imagine the worst systematic sympathetic quite pathetic, apologetic, paramedic, your heart is prosthetic. So they don't have to have logical groupings, but they have a clangy, catchy rhythm. And that's called a clang association. That right there was a real earworm. So it's like rhymes or alliteration. But yeah, it's part of like psychological illnesses or mania or something. I don't know. Wow. I love that. Wait, can I ask you all a question about this specific question then? Based on what you're saying, Aaron, like as a loophole as a fruitful loophole hopeful, can I write 
a lot of stuff and not rhyme it? I think that's fair. It's only speaking in rhymes. Okay, so I can I can like carry around. It could be twenty million and like five dollars. You could buy a little whiteboard for five bucks at like CVS. Yeah. Okay, because I also feel like you're gonna have to wait. Let me ask you this though, because like a lot of songs don't rhyme, but they sound good together. Like Hey Jude, like Hey Jude, don't let me down. Take a sense. Like that doesn't. None of it rhymes, but it feels like it rhymes because it's. You know what I mean? Like it feels like it makes sense as a. Mm-hmm. So is that included in the six months? Like I can just say stuff that sounds good together. I think it has the rhyme every time, whether you're eating a lime or... Being a mime? Being a mime. But then can you rhyme mime with brine? Oh, so you have to wake up remembering the last word you said when you fell asleep. Holy shit. Unless you finished out the phrase. So if you are reading to a child, goodnight moon, and then you fall asleep sitting next to them and you wake up, you better say spoon. Or don't be a buffoon. Wow. You loon. I was just thinking about mental health disorders, right? Like just... How much is it worth to me for six months to potentially trigger people around me who have experienced that? And I was trying to come from like an empathetic standpoint, but then selfishly, I don't know about you, I've never seen anyone with that disorder, and I don't think people would think I'm mocking them. So that was something I was factoring in. Maybe it's just fun trivia. I don't know if it comes into effect there, but I don't know. For six months of it, you could treat it like a full-time job and just ask for like, I don't know, just ramp up the money because you can't work during that time other than... Well, you want to you want to milk it, huh? I think so, but like that also makes me think with when you talk about the disorder, like if somebody does have that and I'm trying to order Starbucks and it's taking an uncomfortable long amount of time because I'm trying to find something that rhymes with cappuccino, like everyone in line <laughs> behind me is going to be very upset. So I'm going to have to buy the whole lines of drinks for them just so that like yeah. You know, it and so I do think like a lot of this money is going to pay go towards other people's impatience with me. But also think about the gift you're giving to that person at the Starbucks where you're like, may I have a cappuccino and a friend that we know. And then they're like, wow, that guy just did a kind of performance for me and just only me. That's powerful. Maybe you're getting free coffee. Yeah. Whoa. So now you're making me think 20 million might be a little high just because of how much I'm giving to everyone around me with this fun six months. Yeah, but that's not saying it's not an incredible skill that you should be paid for, you know? Like Eminem isn't like, you know what? I don't need to get paid because I'm giving people joy. Well, how about this, guys? Let me let me throw my hat in the ring. I'm going to say for $400,000. No. Mm, no, nah, realistically, for $200,000. Okay. If I knew I was going to be paid $200,000 net. For six months? Two, let's say two fifty. Let's do that. Two fifty. Yeah, I guess six months isn't that long. For six months, it means I probably won't efficient, effectively be able to work. It might affect my life for the rest of my life in terms of like some publicity I didn't want or could want and leverage that way. And then also, I'm just adding on inconvenience tax, like crazy on it. Mm-hmm. So I could probably do it for less, maybe. But I'm gonna I'm gonna say two fifty. Okay, I put some thought into this, and I was like, look. It's going to take so much prep for me to do very basic things. Like before I get on a work call, I'm going to have to like prep all of my notes and rhymes. So that's an extra hour beforehand. And if I want to respond, it's going to take extra time for me to, you know what I mean? Like it's just, it's just added time. You know, there are websites that will help you rhyme. So you can do it. It's just, it's time consuming, but also like it might be really isolating because then at some point, you know, on month two, I might be like, oh my God. I just don't even want to prepare to go out and rhyme anymore. I think I'll just stay in Mm -hmm. and just, you know, DoorDash 
because having a conversation with anyone is borderline impossible. Makes dating tricky too. Yeah. Yeah. So hard. Like sex. Like if you're like trying to be in the moment with somebody and talk dirty or say like, oh, that feels real good. Like Mm -hmm. you're going to have to rhyme (laughs) intercourse. Rhyme it all. You'd like, oh, baby, don't say maybe. Do you want to have my baby? And then you're, then you're in it. Yeah. Then it's like, then you're with this, you're stuck with this person for a long time. Like father always said, the wrong rhyme is the foundation of family. I don't know. The- Can I ask one more question for this personal this personal price? If I don't rhyme once, do I lose all the money? Like if I'm four months in and I and I try and I say the word cat and the next thing I say is dog, yeah, you're done. You're toast. Okay. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, I gotta go higher than that just because of the rate of like five months and three weeks in, and then you know, I stub my toe and I yell ow and everything goes to shit and i like i'm you know what a waste of time I'm, i gotta go a cool mill i gotta go a cool mill i think 20 million was too high too hot but i think that i need the stakes to be in the million to really make this work i get that it makes sense to me the only reason i'm going five hundred thousand and not a million or two is because you know i don't want the stakes to feel so high that the stress on top of all of it you know what i mean like five hundred thousand feels like ooh, it's a lot but it's Losing 500,000 would suck, but losing 2 million would make me just want to die. So let's look at what our audience said in our poll recently. It looks like from the audience, the high was 50 million. (laughs) 50 for six months. Come on. And then the low. That's insane. The low is 12,000, which I'm like, excuse me. And then the, the average of all of them was 10 million. Yeah. Okay, man. I wish I had a stronger constitution to stick to my M&M 20. I liked the M&M 20. But here we are. I think like anyone who says 12,000, like, I think you should value yourself more. You're, you're, worth, you're worth a lot more than that. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. All right, guys. Let's dive on to a question that I can't imagine Mike will not be an expensive pony to groom. Is mm. What's your price yeah. to never smoke? Or consume weed again. And I think for context, for anyone listening who's not Oof. familiar with you, Mike, it's a big part of your brand, right? I mean, I, th- I, I, would, I would even go on to say, like, it's a big part of my life and, like, what makes me happy. You know, like, the brand part came from me just, I mean, the first time we met, I was, like, pretty high. And I still have the butterfly clip that you gave me <laughs> because it was, like, a really fun momentum. Aww. Yeah. I still remember. I still remember when we first met you. We were talking about doing projects together and you sent us the wrong email with an Instagram clip of you, a photo of you making cobbler. And we just started a pen pal chain letter in which we just developed a show called Making Cobbler with a theme song and a pitch video and a pitch deck and all these all this dumb crap about making cobbler. (laughs) If anyone here listening has, I don't know, $5,000 to make cobbler TV, I think we got something good here and it can be global. We can do cobbler from London. Like, you know, it's it's got like reach. Worldwide cobbler. You know what we'll do is we'll put the the, <laughs> the pitch video we made about making cobbler on our socials and people could check that out. But anyway, so yeah, to never smoke or consume weed again with something you love so much. And, you know, we've been to your comedy shows and like weed's a big part of that also. And I know you work with a lot of sponsors, right? Like that's a big part of it all. It is. It's really important to me. It also makes me like a better me. I, I'm I uh, I don't love who I am, but I sure do like who I am when I'm high. So that's a real nice feeling to like be 
like I took some bong grips earlier with my cousin and, uh, and you know, we had a really nice afternoon. It's a nice connect. It's a nice way for me to connect with other people. So it's pretty important to me. And also I like, I make better sandwiches when I am high. I like to do my dishes. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like I found my, um, I, I, in the words of Anthony Fauci, I found my vaccine. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Here's the thing about me and weed. I have tried so hard throughout my life to be a weed person. And every time I smoke weed, I feel like this is how I die. This is how I die. It makes me feel so anxious. And I've really tried all the kinds. I have really done my due diligence with the different kinds of weed. And all of them make me feel terrified. Like I literally, once I was like with friends and I smoked some weed and I I started to feel myself getting so high that I was like, oh no, like I'm afraid I'm going to lose control of my body in front of these people. Like what if I forget what my arms are supposed to do? What if my legs stop working? And I was like, okay, I got to go. So I like went upstairs to my room and I just laid in my bed and I was like, well, wait, what if it's not that I lose control? Like what if my arms actually start revolting against themselves? What if they, what if they bend the wrong way just to see if they can? And I had one of the most stressful nights of my life. And I, that was the last time I ever smoked weed. (laughs) (laughs) You've got some long arms, so you can really do some damage. I'm a long-limbed person. And one time I was really high and I was like, oh my God, I think think my lips are melding together. They're melding together. So for two hours, I had to keep a, a finger between my lips to make sure they didn't melt together. It doesn't sound like you go into the shallow end of the pool, Lindsay. It sounds like you just dive straight into the deep end off the high dive when you go swimming. Yeah. Yeah. That's just what has happened. So for me to not smoke weed again would not, it would not be the saddest thing ever, you know? But like maybe, you know, one day I get sick and weed is the only thing that helps me. And that would really, really suck to not have access to that. And also like, what if one day it really starts to resonate with me or they come out with some new strain that like fixes my insane brain? Well, you wouldn't know. You wouldn't yeah. know what you're missing if you were never going to do it again. Yeah, I know. That's why I'm saying the fee the fee goes up when I think about all the thing, like all of the reasons I could want to do it, but not have access to it. You know, it just it it those things raise the price. What if you have an itch on your back and you can't reach it unless your arm bends the opposite direction? <laughs> so you have to get high to get that itch. <laughs> And then my arms are completely ruined forever, but it's worth it because I ain't got that itch. (laughs) (laughs) So Lindsay's on one end, Mike's on the other end. I probably sit somewhere in the middle. I, I, I don't drink very much, but I will recreationally eat an edible or something. So, or like vaporize something, but I don't, I don't know. I probably sit somewhere in between you two. Yeah. And for me, like exercise is not going to take the place of weed. Like I know that like everyone finds their thing that works for them to, you know, find, find a way to burn clean as, as they live. And I've tried it all. I'm on like, you know, something that helped me through the pandemic more than anything was therapy, a couple pills that helped me out with my own chemistry and a whole lot of weed. So it's like pretty important to me. And I can reach any itch. So it's very difficult. I will say there are a few itches I can't reach as my arms are already incredibly bendy and long. I've seen you scratch some real itchies. It's true. I can. It's a special I've seen skill you do of some mine. Real scritches and scratches. You better Mike, you haven't seen you haven't you haven't <laughs> seen shit till you've seen Lindsay with a rash. 
Ooh, oh, I can't wait. I'm all over that, buddy. All right. What's it worth to you guys? Two. I'll, I'll say two things. A hundred million dollars. I need, I need, I need a pilot of Netflix presents cobbler. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's a hundred million dollars and a pilot presentation of cobbler. Okay. I like that. I think it makes sense. I need, well, because I'm thinking of like medical care in my old age and what, what will replace the weed. So I'm thinking $1 million and also Netflix presents cobbler worldwide. Mm, fuck yes. Yes. Cobbler Worldwide International. I think there needs just it just needs to be a cod a podcast, the the Cobcast. Or it's hosted by you, Aaron, and it's just called The Corn on the Cob. Corn on the Cob. Lur. Oh, duh. Yes. Done. It's really good. Done. Really good. You know what? I'm gonna drop my price just based on that so that I can um be a part of that podcast. <laughs> I'm gonna say uh <laughs> I just wanna live comfy. Like give me a million and a half. I'll buy an uh, like an all right good home somewhere decently like placed in LA. It'll be mine. I'll be happy and comfortable and safe in there for the apocalypse. I don't need anything too close to the water because the water's rising, so I don't need anything more expensive. I just want like a good good home somewhere like nice in LA, and I can take up exercise. I guess. Okay, our lovely producer Rob is putting up the audience poll results right now, and they are fascinating. So I feel like we're going to want to talk about these. The high Let's is a... About Do you want me to say? You did the last one. Let me have some fun for you once. Say. You, you say. greedy, you say. greedy monster. <laughs> I knew when I met both of you that you'd be the best co-hosts in existence. <laughs> like, Mike, this is our show. Be quiet. This is our part. All right. The... <laughs> 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 the high is a billion dollars. <laughs> Whoa. A billion. And the low is $10,000. Pulling across all of them, it's around 200 million, 211 million. But like a billion and then 10,000. Mm-hmm. That is that is two very different numbers. I gotta be honest. A billion is insane. Whoever 10,000 is, I feel the same way about them. I felt about 12,000 last round. Well, maybe it's somebody that's like, even if I was sick, I wouldn't want to smoke weed. You know what I mean? Okay. Yeah. So they're just looking for a couple car payments and maybe a couple nice meals out with pals. Totally. Maybe they want a nice pair of shoes. But a billion? I feel like a billion's crazy because with a billion, like, even with a million dollars, you can buy crazy drugs that I'm sure none of us have heard of that will take up the exact amount of time and space in your life that weed would. And you'd have a nice time with it. Like, I feel like you could just do DMT for the rest of your life with a million dollars and, you know, have have a nice time. A billion dollars is crazy to never smoke weed again. Well, a billion dollars is enough to create your own drug that replicates weed. Yeah, Iron Man that. Totally. I read, like, some headline today about how there's apparently a new crackdown coming on a THC drug that is, or like a plant that is not weed, that is apparently, like, fully legal. Delta 9, like hemp 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 derived delta nine which is a loophole so you can get thc in all 50 states but you get it through chemical loopholes in the hemp plant is that what you're talking about possibly let me let me pretend the answer is yes because that sounds good great did you know that mothers who smoke pot while pregnant face a higher risk of giving birth to underweight or premature babies i didn't know that did you want to i i didn't know i didn't i didn't know that was something i had to have feelings about knowing yeah. 
Yeah, but also, like, aren't you only supposed to, if you're pregnant, aren't you only supposed to, like, drink water and eat fruits and vegetables and, you know, be in tip-top shape, right? Like, I feel like anything that alters you is going to alter that little thing, right? We just, it's it's hard to know what's out there in the world. Maybe, maybe Mr. and Mrs. Billion Dollars pops out babies with a joint in their mouth year after year. It's very heteronormative of you. It is, Lindsay, and that's okay. <laughs> Actually, can I can I make a pitch? Wait, can I make one more pitch on on my hundred million dollar bounty and see if it would affect either of you? I would go twenty million dollars, but I want a statue of me in front of the CIA that just says, "Oh hell yeah, dude!" And I'm like making peace signs. That feels necessary to me. I'll take that, but I, I don't want it of you while you're alive. I want it when you're guaranteed that when you pass away, Mike, you're buried in front of Congress, and that's like. A little mausoleum of you. Wait, no, I want I want Mike to be able to enjoy it. I don't. I want him to go knowing that it'll be in his that it'll be there. <laughs> <laughs> That's beautiful. What if he gets to see it when it's complete, but before they put it where it will live forever, so that he can make sure he likes it, the statue. Fine. Mike, we'll 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 review the we'll review the plans with you and make sure you you sign off on everything and you're you die happy knowing what's coming. That sounds like a beautiful compromise. Perfect. Solved. Linz, do you have a question for Mr. Glazer? Oh, I got a big old question. What is your price to live in a zoo exhibit naked for one calendar year? This is such a good question. And it made me think of two things. One is I'm a huge fan of the show Naked and Afraid. I watch it a lot. And I know that they are all like going in there looking kind of their worst and gaining a lot of weight because they're going to lose so much weight. But I want to look super hot naked from jump. Because I remember when I was at uh, Southeast Missouri State, my college, I was running next to this soccer player and she was, I was like super like attracted to her. And I was like, why are you running so fast? And she said to look great naked. And I tripped on the treadmill and fell off of it in front of everybody. <laughs> and I will never forget that moment. It was, an, <laughs> it was a nightmare. <laughs> but also, she's right. Like, right? Like, if I'm going to be naked in a zoo, I, I want to be looking like Kumail Nanjiani walking around and playing Twitch or Switch on Twitch, you know? So... I need a personal trainer. I need a chef to get me looking hot. And it's a whole year. I haven't seen you with your shirt off, but I want you to know I'm imagining that you are just shredded. Mm-hmm. I'm shredded. I am actually on Weight Watchers right now. Shout out to Team Blue. That shit works and it makes me feel good. So for real, for real. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really hot. I'm really shredded. I always go to Coachella and make an excuse to take my shirt off and dance inappropriately. Like things are good. Can I talk to you guys about some zoo trivia? I spent a lot of time learning about zoos. Please, please. Okay, because I want you guys to take some things into consideration if you're going to be in a zoo. Number one, animals often live longer in the wild than they do in captivity. Okay? So I want you to think about that, your incarceration. Mm. Let, Let alone the price for the humiliation of being naked in front of people and their children looking at you. Mm hmm Let's just leave all that out for a moment. I want you to know that you probably will have some serious health decline. Oh, okay. Good to know. Number two, this is not relevant to any of our decision-making, but I learned today that the free-roaming peacocks 
that you see at the zoo are apparently pretty stupid, and sometimes they get shredded up by lions. They'll just, like, wander to the wrong exhibit. Oh, shit. So that's number two. Good for the lions, I guess, so they get a little bit of action, you know? Linz, it's my turn. Number three. I'm sorry. (laughs) 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 Number three. The most dangerous animal that everyone's afraid of during an escape is not a lion or, like, a big carnivore or anything or tiger. It's a chimp. Apparently, they'll rip your arms off and beat you to death. They can rip your face off of your skull. Jesus. Oh, they should smoke some weed. What are we talking about? <laughs> yeah. So that that to me, that one's relevant because that means you're enclosed in a zoo with those animals that if they wander into your exhibit, you could be totally boned figuratively and potentially literally yeah. de- depends what they want from you. Next fact, when animals escape the zoo, if it's before the zoo opens, Apparently, the zoo's supposed to shut down for the day, but a lot of zoos don't do that. They'll usually just hunt for it anyway while hours are open. So if there's already a minor, minor risk while you're at the zoo, imagine being in the zoo, like if a venomous snake escapes and it wanders into your exhibit. Okay? Wow. Damn. Things I never thought about. Don't forget, there's also kill-on-sight rules at the zoo for an animal escaping. There are kill-on-sight rules, like a jaguar or something. Like Harambe? Remember Harambe? Oh, I mean, God rest his soul, Harambe. So, you know, you're also in a place where you could have one of those things wander into your exhibit. Last fact I found is that dead zoo animals are sometimes fed to the carnivores. That might be a plus. That means you might be able to get to try tarpier. That'd be delicious. I got it. Can I ask a couple? Uh, thank you so much for that trivia. I really enjoyed every second of it and your hard work. I'm grateful for it. Let me ask some questions now. So this exhibit that we're talking about, do I get control over what it, like the, my my surroundings like can i get like fancy linens and a nice mattress and like all marble bathroom and like all of the all of the niceties that i want can i have like my own kitchen with food that i cook i think it's fair to say if you're naked the whole goal of this exhibit is you are on display yeah i'm happy to be on display but like i want to be in a bed with nice sheets and like in a kitchen where i can like cook the things that i like even a hot plate would be great because if I can choose my own surroundings, that makes my life, that makes it a little bit easier. Yeah. You can have creature comforts, but you're on display. But I'm on display. Do animals get privacy when they potty? No, I guess not. I guess. Yeah. I went to the shed aquarium here in Chicago yesterday and I saw six different penguins just like kind of shit off the side of the rock. So, I mean, yeah, I would suck to have people watch that. But I mean, if that's if that's part of it, then that's part of it. That's just going to get factored into my final bill. Based on Mike's experience at the Chicago Zoo, I'd have to say we have to shit in public. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. This is this is a rough one. Can I tell you a story about one time I got caught in a zoo? Yes. And, and left there when everyone was gone? Ooh. Okay. So one time, and when I lived in Indiana, I was probably like eight and my brother was probably like five. Or maybe I was seven and he was four. Anyway, we went to the zoo and my mom left me and my brother and my aunt there to go to the mall. And this was before cell phones. And there a, a, a tornado came through all of a sudden, a sudden tornado. Nobody saw it coming. And it came right by the zoo and everyone evacuated the zoo except for me and my aunt and my brother. And we were all just waiting there and they left one door open and they were like, hope you can get out. And everyone left. So it was just us watching a tornado come through and like ripping through trees and we were like right next to lions and we were like, it's going to tear up that thing and we're going to get eaten by lions. Yeah. You know? 
So it was a very close call with me for, you know, like I was alone in the zoo and nearly got eaten by a lion, which gave me a lot of respect for prey and what they go through. That sounds so scary. You also make me think, Lindsay, like on the Harambe tip, are people going to be dropping their babies in my exhibit for me to like meet their children and stuff like that? Because it's an open air situation in the zoo. And now I've got like little kids running around my year long house. That might happen. But also, are we in there by ourselves or do we get to like pick a buddy? I think you're alone based on the question. Yeah, I guess you're alone. But you get a friend's visit you like Mike and I could visit you at the zoo. Although you might tell your friends stay away. I'm you might not want to see your friends for a year. Like I wouldn't want my friends visiting me naked in a zoo. Yeah, I would. You know, that would that would be hard to see. I wonder if you're allowed to have like conjugal visits. Would you want to? When the zoo is closed. You know? Yeah, like at two in the morning, maybe. Wait, and I have one more question. Are you throwing like pizza slices at me, like an otter with fish? Or do I get a fridge and I can like put in a grocery order and maybe some Postmates and stuff like that every week? Because like if you're throwing hot dogs at me, you know? I'm imagining you can eat whatever you want. Okay. Yeah, yeah. The zoo's going to take care of you. You will be fed what you need, just like the zoo always feeds the animals whatever they need. Hmm. And I guess you're living rent-free, right? So, like, you're making that money. You're not paying for a place to live because your place, like, all your utilities and needs are taken care of for that year. So, in a way, you're actually, like, yeah, yeah, mm, that makes it nice. Okay. But you can write a book about it. The interest about your experience means you can get one of those, like, Zoo New, the story of Mike Glazer in a zoo. <laughs> that's pretty, that's, we'll work on it, but that's a great start. Totally. Imagine me and Zoo. Ooh. If you agreed to only eat eggs your entire time you were there, you could call it cage-free. Damn. Damn. That's worth it. That's worth it just on title alone because what a a year-long experience to write about. You guys thinking uh, Houghton Mifflin? You're going Penguin? (laughs) 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 You're going Scholastic? Mm -hmm. I think a lot of this year is going to be taken up by um, a bidding more, so it should fly by pretty quickly. I mean, Nicolas Cage would play you in the movie and it'd be called Caged, right? Yes. Oh, yeah. Damn, that's awesome. That's awesome. That changes my price completely. I only want Nicolas Cage playing me. Yeah. Okay. So for the film rights to the Nick Cage movie, Mike Glazer hosting a cobbler show and cash. How much cash to do this? Okay. I think I have my answer. I think three million. Because I think like anything under a million... Is crazy. It's a year of your life. And if you're losing life expectancy, like I like just learned from you, I can't get that time back. But I think that anything that comes afterwards is going to be way more lucrative than just that year in the zoo. So you're like, now that we're talking book deals and movies and like Nicolas Cage being our best friend, uh, you can't put a price on being friends with Nicolas Cage. So I think that $3 million is enough for everyone to get what they want and for the future to be bright. Makes sense. Okay. I like it. I see it. Lynn's where are you sitting? So for me, I think I would feel very in, like being naked in front of people for a year sounds terrifying to me. Like even if I was like personally trained and looking the best I've ever looked in my life, like and knowing that people could come in and take pictures of that and just put them on the internet and that you're just kind of signing up for it. It's like a forever only fans that you have no control over. Mm. It's like cam girl, but kids also are going to see it. So, you know, I'm thinking of like 
cam girls make a lot of money and this is that on like a massive scale because you can't leave for a year. The Venn diagram is prison and cam girls. <laughs> yep, exactly. I'm going to say I'm going to need $30 million. Wow. That sounds so reasonable. To know that there's going to be naked pictures of me on the internet, articles about me naked forever, $30 million. Yeah. I have a friend who's a very famous porn star, and it's got to be weird when everyone who sees them everywhere has seen them naked as well for the rest of their life. Mm -hmm. Like that's a that's a real thing. Anyone who sees you, Lindsay, is going to be like, oh, you're that naked zoo person. Yeah. Like they could describe my own nipples to me. And that is Mm -mm. weird. Okay, I'm going to say I'm <laughs> I'm going to say 50 million. 50. 50 million dollars. I really don't want to do it. Okay. I really don't want to do it. I like my privacy. I like my time and I you know what's interesting? None of the stuff you brought up bothers me as much as just to be honest, I really don't want to take a crap in front of people. <laughs> like to me that's the hardest thing. It's like I might actually have some real digestive issues from like not using the restroom. Because I'll just be so shy. Yeah. Like, I don't know if I could, like, have, let's say I get, like, a bug. I don't know how to diarrhea in front of a three-year-old on a field trip. <laughs> or in front of, like, in front of, like, a hot girl that's, like, there for the science. I'm just writing that off for a year. Yeah. I, I'm so much less worried about the hot girl seeing it as I am, like, I don't know, the coven of nuns who are taking, like, a trip for the day. You would time it. You know, your body would start timing it so that you would only go to the bathroom, you would only number two at nighttime when everyone's gone. I think so. Also, would it sweeten the deal if you, once a day, like around 3 p.m., you got to almost like a um, like a dolphin show, but you got to work on your one-person show <laughs> in front of the whole zoo? <laughs> all right, all right. Let's, let's keep going, guys. All right, so looking at the audience, Lindsay, you want to take this one? Oh, sure. How generous of you. So the high is a hundred million from the audience. The low is 125,000, which, what? Jesus fucking Christ. And the average is 30 million, which is what I said. I picked the average. I think the person who said 125 would do it for free, but just wants a little green. Yeah, they're already naked at the zoo walking around. They just need like an enclosure to finally climb into. Yeah. (laughs) All right, so let's look at everything we did today. We've got speaking only in rhymes, never smoking weed again and being naked in the zoo exhibit for a year. If we had to choose only one, like we just have to do one of them, what are we going with? Mine feels easy. I would just do smoking weed because it's easy to not do that. I would choose rhymes. And I would choose naked in a zoo. Wow. Really? Yeah. See, to me, rhymes is the non-permanent thing. The rhymes is six months and then you're good. The zoo, that's with you for life. The weed, that's with you for life. Yeah, but the zoo thing, I'm, I'm a, I mean, I'm basically just doing what I do now, just in public, which is smoke weed, eat, and walk around. But I'm just doing that, like, in front of people. So I may as well cash in on it after a year. And rhyming sounds like I just, the idea of having to use my brain to only think in rhymes, like, I would hope that it would become second nature, and I would have, like, my go-to rhymes to get through every single day. But I'd be too scared to mess it up and lose all that money. So, like, I need the guarantee of if I do this thing for a year, I'm set. And with a rhyme thing scares me because one slip up and all is lost. Yeah, totally. Then you've done it for six months for nothing. 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 Yeah. All right. Mike, we always like to wrap up the show with uh, some awards. So if you want to stick around for a couple of minutes, we're going to talk to you about 
the Cheap Charlie Award and the Big Spender Award. Oh, this is great. Yeah, the Cheap Charlie Award is my personal favorite to give out. Go for it. Today, at $24 million total for all of the things, Mike, it's you. Whoa. To get to do everything on the show is $24 million, which was the least of the three of us. Wow. I'm honored. Uh, I also just learned. Incredible. It's more, I, I undervalue myself, but I love a good time and a new experience. So that's a great lesson. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know what it says about us because I, I win Big Spender this week with $51.7 million, which is almost double yours. Wow. I don't know what it means, but it seems interesting. I think you're better at business. And I think you you do the work and you you do the research to figure out what you're worth. And I'm just like, oh, man, I, I can get a statue in front of the CIA. All right. Like, let's do that. That sounds great. We all know we're spending this money on the CIA statue and your cobbler show. <laughs> it was fun having you today. This has been an absolutely wonderful time. This was so fun. Thanks for playing along like a madman and really just slipping right on into that soup of this podcast. Mike, what's what's on in your life? You want to promote anything? Where are you at? Where can people find you? Oh, man, I'd love to promote some stuff. First and foremost, give this podcast five stars. Leave a comment, whether it's on Spotify or Apple, wherever. Bump that shit up in the algorithm all day, every day. And if you want to do the same for my podcast, it's called Weed and Grub. And uh, it's with Mary Jane Gibson. Our most recent episode was with Topher Grace, and that's kind of cool. And uh, if you want to see my stand-up, I'm on tour. I'm in Chicago right now, and then Colorado, and then San Diego, and then a couple other places. And then I'm in Scotland doing uh, Fringe Fest all of August, which is really exciting. So cool. So um, you can find all that on my Instagram, at Glazer, boo-hoo-hoo, where I post too many stories and then delete them. Awesome. We've been to a number of your shows and you are, you're really just a, a, a real, a real hoot in a handbasket. A laugh riot. A laugh riot. A real, just a real giggle girl. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, this has been awesome. Thank you so much. Thanks, Mike. Thanks, buddy. Well, that was so freaking fun. I can hardly handle it. I could have done that for hours. Same. I just, all I want to do is ask Mike Glazer how much it would cost him to do weird shit. Is it weird that I like just want to put a poster of him on a wall in my home and just talk to it all the time? Because I just can't stand the idea of being without Mike Glazer nearby. I want to say no, but yeah. You should say no. Yeah. Okay. Hey, you with our voices in your ears out there in the world. Do you want to play along? Let us know your worth. We're always putting up new polls over at humanvaluespodcast.com. And you can also sign up for our newsletter for reminders, updates, fun tidbits. And because you don't get enough newsletters and you really want to decorate your inbox with information from us. As always, you can find this week's and past episode transcriptions on the Human Values website. Again, that's humanvaluespodcast.com. And of course, we love when you spread the good word about our show. We always appreciate everyone who can just let their friends, family, uh, even their enemies, especially your enemies, know about the Human Values Podcast. If you hop on Instagram and you tag at Human Values Pod, we'd really appreciate it. And Lindsay will personally thank you right now. Thank, thank you. Thank you so much, you. We are your hosts, as always, Lindsay Hicks and Aaron Corney. That's me, Lindsay Hicks. Special thanks this week to our awesome guest, Mike Glazer. Human Values is a human content production. Our lead producer is Rob Goldman. 
Our producers are Shanti Brooke and Aaron Corney. Hey, that's you. Our editor is Nick Agich, and the music is by Omer Benzvi. What a party. It is a party up in here.